All right, everyone. It is time for episode two. So welcome to the last word. Yeah, baby. That's right. My name is Laz. I am your host, and we're going to be walking you through episode two today. So we got some feedback uh, about episode one and some good responses. Certainly stirred up some controversy, which is to be expected, quite honestly. And uh, I expect nothing less this week as well as I was reviewing articles, news sites, and having conversations with friends, looking over social media. One incident kept popping up, and it was the incident with the McCloskeys out in St. Louis. Uh, if you're not familiar, they were the couple that was seen um, defending their home and themselves in a video that went viral. Now, uh, right now what's happening is some prosecutor is trying to make a name for herself and wants to charge this couple with a crime. How about new? Yeah, that's kind of how I feel about it, but let's review the facts. Um, and so then what I'll do is I'll give you my opinion. Or my take on it. So here are the the facts as I know them. Facts don't care about your feelings. Well, they really don't, but here they are anyway. The event was sponsored uh, by a group called Expect Us. And on this group's Facebook page, according to the McCloskeys, there was an advertisement for an event that was going to be held on June the 28th. And it said, we're going to march on the mayor's house and a special surprise. Now, no one knows what that surprise is. I haven't been able to uncover that. But um, from my own review of their Facebook page, there's an event that's supposed to be coming up on July the 17th. And it has the words... Right on the uh, the flyer that's there, or the advertisement, resist, disturb, disrupt, and fight back. So that's right on their page. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, how peaceful that sounds, but what, whatever. We're, we're sticking to the facts for right now. Now, the McCluskeys also say that the police advised that they were not going to do anything to stop the event that happened on the 28th. And then, of course, on June 28th, a group claiming to be protesters broke through the gate of a private community where the McCluskeys lived. And while this family, the McCluskeys, were at home, they heard this commotion, ran outside, saw a large group of people coming up their street, and ran into their house, got their guns, and then stood on the front porch. Then, on July 3rd, protesters came back, and the McCluskeys were apparently given a heads up that this might happen, uh, so they eventually were able to finally secure some private security, from what I understand, and nothing happened. Uh, but soon after the original incident, circuit attorney Kimberly Gardner announced her office and the St. Louis PD would be conducting an in investigation, and um, shortly after the event... Kimberly Gardner, the, the attorney, the circuit attorney and prosecutor, was quoted as having said, I am alarmed at the events that have occurred over the weekend where peaceful protesters were met by guns and a violent assault. We must protect the right to peacefully protest and any attempt to chill it through intimidation or threat of deadly force will not be tolerated. What? Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts, too. Uh, last Friday, the authorities in St. Louis executed a search warrant at the home of the McCluskeys and seized the rifle that Mr. McCluskey was holding during the June 28th incident. The pistol that his wife was holding is supposedly in the custody of their attorney, according to the couple. Now, the couple's original attorney, Albert Watkins, had made a statement uh, 
not too long after the original event happened, and he said, my clients didn't sit on the front stoop with guns. No firearms were on them at that time. They were, as property owners, standing on their front home, the front of their home. Watkins said it was not until they basically were in a position of seeing and observing violence, recklessness, law-breaking, and knowing that the police were not going to be doing anything. So he later went on to say, under Missouri's castle doctrine, a person has the absolute unmitigated right to protect his or her castle or family while on their property. He said the protesters were trespassing, damaging and destroying private property, and acting in a threatening and hostile fashion. He went on to further say that if Kimberly Gardner wants to press charges against two attorneys who are protecting their home and their family and themselves on their own property, I will tell you that it will be nothing short of the proverbial cluster F with the ensuing assertions that she's doing this for political purposes, Watkins said. And I will tell you that as a person, I don't believe that to be what she is doing, Watkins added. I just believe she probably has a difficult time reading the English language. Yeah, I, I, I believe that she probably has difficulty reading the English language as well. But uh, that said, late Friday of last week, it was reported that Watkins was no longer representing them, uh, being the McCluskeys, and that he was replaced by Joel Schwartz. Schwartz said that he was unaware of the location of the couple's handgun when he was questioned about that. So, of course, the protesters are claiming that they were just there to peacefully protest. Well, well, well. Yeah, I'm just not so sure that's the way it went down. So here are some things that are alleged to have happened. Uh, The couple, the McCluskeys, are saying that within minutes of the crowd busting through the gates of their community, they were at the front of the couple's home. And according to them, according to the couple, the sum uh, or some of those in the crowd starting making threats of actually killing them and killing their pets and even calling out which rooms they would then begin to live in at, at the McCluskey's home after having killed them. So, um, oh, and of course, as I said before, the group of protesters are, uh, you know, alleging that they were being very peaceful and, um, but they're also alleging that they had guns pointed at them and they were threatened by the McCluskeys. That's uh, that's it in a nutshell. Here is my opinion, right? Here's here's my take on this deal. First, the McCluskeys, uh, and some people are not going to like this, especially uh, a lot of my uh, fellow uh, Second Amendment supporters and 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 gun owners and things of that nature. But listen, I'm I am a supporter of the Second Amendment, uh, and I am also a gun owner, but I am a responsible gun owner. So here's my opinion. Uh, first, I think that the McCluskeys probably escalated an already tense situation, but whether or not they did anything illegal according to the laws and their state remains to be seen. You know, at the end of the day, just because I might not have done what they've done or you might not have done what they've done doesn't make it illegal. It just means that we might have a difference in opinion of how we would react. And here's the other thing. I'm able and all of us are able to look at this situation and Monday morning quarterback it, right? We're we're able to say, well, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't react that way. And here's the bottom line. None of us really know how we would react 
um, in that given situation. I mean, I think I know how I would react. I'd like to think that I would be a little bit more um, calculated. I would be a little bit more disciplined based on the training and the knowledge that I have uh, when it comes to, you know, brandishing a weapon or, or when it comes to being a responsible gun owner and when it comes to any type of use of force laws. So, but of course I'm speaking from my perspective and and I don't live in their state. I live in Maryland. So, you know, at the end of the day, whatever they've done, they've done. And it's just a matter of whether or not it's illegal. Um, Secondly, I think you have an overzealous and a very liberal prosecutor who's been rumored to even be funded by George Soros. Not that that has anything to do with this particular situation, but it does add some credence to the rumors uh, that, you know, she's pretty left-leaning and pretty liberal. Um, In fact, she was even criticized prior to her election for releasing a political ad, which was later found to be paid for by the Safety and Justice Super PAC. And it's my understanding that that super PAC is partially funded by none other than George Soros. And by the way, that was all reported by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. So, you know, that's not Laz making stuff up. That's me reporting the news and reporting the the facts as I know them. And, And it's my take on how I feel about this particular prosecutor. Also, since being elected... Uh, Gardner has butted heads publicly with Missouri's attorney general, uh, who, yes, happens to be a Republican, and has faced lawsuits uh, for allegedly ignoring public records requests. So I believe this prosecutor is uh, is driven certainly by ambition, right? And I also believe that she's allowing her liberal beliefs to dictate her actions. Oh. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line here is at the end of the day, the McCluskeys acted in a manner that they felt they needed to to protect themselves. But if it is found that they acted in a manner that's outside the scope of the law, then fine, charge them, right? If not, if not, and it's found that they did not act in a manner that's outside of the law and they acted within the scope of the law, then this prosecutor needs to be held accountable for her overreaching and for abuse of power. Additionally, I don't believe the narrative that's being pushed in the media by the left and, you know, uh, by the, the mainstream media. I don't believe it. It's basically, in its most simplistic form, it's gun-toting couple bad Peaceful protesters, good. I just don't believe that that's really what happened. And also, while I'm on that subject, I don't believe that this was a peaceful protest. It may have very well started out that way. It may have very well been the original intention. But listen, it's my opinion, once you destroy property, right, once you break into an area that is private property that you have no business being on, then that is not a peaceful protest. You are trespassing, you have destroyed property, and you are now rioting. So what it boils down to is whether or not this couple did something illegal and whether or not the protesters, which I'm deeming rioters, um, have done anything. So, you know, have done anything wrong as well. But what it really boils down to is perception. You know, I've said for years that perception is reality, but I need to amend that statement because it really is perception is 
your reality. Your perception becomes your reality. What you perceive, you will believe. You know, my son has heard me say that time and time again to him, and it is very, very true. From the perception of the protesters, or rioters in my opinion, they were there to protest, simply, period. And from the perception of the McCluskeys, um, you know, Klosky, excuse me, McCluskeys, they were there being threatened by these people who broke into their community. So, you know, at the end of the day, both were wrong in their actions, in my opinion. And, you know, my grandfather used to say it all the time. Hey, two wrongs don't make a right. That's where I stand on this thing. That's right. And, you know, at the end of the day, it it will be interesting to see how it plays out. However, I believe this incident is one of the many that will continue to strengthen the case against those who are calling um, to defund the police department. I just don't think that that's really what we what we need to be doing at this time. I mean, when you get instances like this, when the police are saying, hey, we're not going to do anything here, we're not going to respond, then I have to question whether or not that police department and those in charge of it were negligent. I mean, you know, the truth is that you have a known um, incident that's going to happen where people that are not members of that community, that don't live there, that have no business being there, are coming on to private property. And the only way they can do that is to bust through a gate. Then the police knew this was going to happen, and they did nothing about it. And to me, that's negligence. And and I have to say that it, it uh, if I'm taking my best guess here, um, then I am going to guess that the police um, really felt as though, hey, you know, we don't want to get involved with this. It's a First Amendment right for them to protest, and I get that. But then once you start destroying property, um, and then if, in fact, they were threatening people, you know, that's no longer a, a peaceful protest. So this incident in and of itself, as I said, is really just one that that strengthens the case against defunding the police. We've got to have an active and engaged and a uh, solid police department in our cities around the country. And yes, they have to be held accountable for their actions when they're outside the scope of the law. But that's not the narrative that's being pushed out there. It's not the narrative that the left or the mainstream media want you to believe. They want you to believe that every interaction with you know, the police department and minorities, specifically people of color, they want you to believe that you know every time there's an interaction, something goes wrong, it's always bad. Um, and I even had this conversation with some colleagues and you know some uh, acquaintances and friends that I've known for for many, many years, in fact, traveled several decades. And you know my argument to that is that, hey, you may very well have had this experience yourself, right? Um, however, that does not necessarily mean that that is the experience that everyone has had, regardless, you know, and, and that, regardless of what's happened to you, that doesn't mean it's happened to everybody. Just because you may be Asian or you might be black or you might be, you know, uh, Mexican or whatever the case might be, it doesn't mean that if that's your experience with the police, that you had a bad experience, that everyone in the Asian or the black community or the Mexican community or Hispanic community, whatever, it doesn't mean that they've all had the same experiences. Certainly, I'm sure there are many that have. We've seen proof of that, right, throughout the years. But 
at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that everyone has had the same experience that you have. That's just one, intellectually dishonest, and two, it's ridiculous because it's completely irrational. So, you know, that just doesn't work for me. It really doesn't, and it's a narrative that's being pushed constantly in today's world, and quite honestly, I'm sick of it, and I'm sure many of you are too. At the end of the day, there is police brutality out there. We know that it's happened, but that's not all of our cops. We know that the majority of cops, those of us with common sense, know that the majority of cops out there do a fantastic job, and they are putting their lives on the line every single day to defend and protect our communities, and they do it willingly. Yes, it's their job. Yes, it's what they signed up for, but damn it, they also have the right to protect themselves, and they have the right to go home at the end of their shift just like you would or just like I would so that they can go home to their wife or their husband or their significant other and their family families and have barbecues and cookouts and and go to church and sing songs whenever the hell we're allowed to do that again and you know they have the right to do those things as well damn right more on that in a later podcast i'm sure but i did want to address some recent attacks that i got uh or recent Let's not even call them attacks. Let's just call them some recent statements so as not to offend, because God knows everything that's said in today's world just offends everybody, basically. So um, anyway, one of the comments that I received was that, hey, you say the left and the uh, media are pushing a narrative, but all I see or all I hear is you doing the pushing. Well, how about new? Wrong. You're half right. Um, I am pushing for sure but I'm pushing back. I'm pushing back against false narratives. I'm pushing back against those who want to play semantics. I'm pushing back against the liberal agenda and the systematic failure and blatant hypocrisy in our mainstream media. So that's what I'm doing. I'm not pushing. I'm pushing back. And it's my opinion that more conservatives need to do the very same thing and stop being silent. Start speaking your mind and start standing up to this nonsense and the bullshit liberal agenda being shoved down our throats every single day. And that's the last word. Hey, be sure to check me out on social media and on the web. You can reach me at www.thelastword.com or on Twitter at The Last Word Pod, Instagram and Facebook at The Last Word, and of course, you can reach me on my email, thelastword at gmail.com. To let me know your thoughts, give me any feedback. If you'd like to rebut something that I've said on the show, I'm happy to hear that as well. And also be sure to subscribe so that you get notification when the next episode of The Last Word is coming your way. I'll be back next week with more. And as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you soon.